What is a real man and how do I raise one? In today's episode, my special guest and I continue our discussion about how to raise our boys to become real men. Men who have integrity, a strong work ethic, compassion for others, and a love for Jesus. Welcome to episode 24 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. Hey mama, does your life feel a bit chaotic right now? Do you feel overwhelmed by the weight of responsibility to raise those little boys God has given you? Do you want to raise strong, courageous young men who are fully committed to following Jesus? In all the chaos of raising boys, we recognize that Christ is the only one who can redeem the chaos in our world, our homes, and even our own hearts. I know that I can't do this alone. I desperately need God to give me strength every step of this journey. But guess what? I also need you. We boy moms gotta stick together, right? I would love for you to join me on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys and connecting their hearts to Christ. We have a very special guest on our show today. Kathleen Henderson is the natural living mentor behind the Roots and Boots blog and YouTube channel and the creator of Unprocessed Pantry and the Real Food Family Meal Plan. She is on a mission to help families see the joy in real food while finding natural remedies and creating a non-toxic home. Kathleen lives with her husband and three boys on a family farm in Northern Virginia. As a homeschooling boy mom, Kathleen is passionate about raising capable kids who grow up to be real men. In the last episode of Redeeming the Chaos, Kathleen and I talked about how to maintain sanity as a mom of boys. We also began a discussion on the qualities of a real man. We talked about how a real man has integrity. He does the right thing. He has self-control and is able to master his emotions. A real man has unwavering faith and love for the Lord. A real man always does his best and has a strong work ethic. A real man treats others with respect and dignity. If you missed that episode, be sure to go back and listen to episode 23. Now, here is my conversation with Kathleen. Well, Kathleen, welcome back to Redeeming the Chaos. We are so excited to have you back. Thanks so much for agreeing to to coming on for a second interview here. Absolutely. It's been fun delving into this topic with you, Laurie. So for those of you who missed our conversation last week, we have been talking about the topic of raising real men and the importance of raising up our boys to be godly leaders, strong men of integrity. And last week, we ended with just a a brief overview of what it looks like to raise real men. We talked about real men do the right thing. They do their best. They work hard. They treat others with respect. So we just kind of brushed the surface about this topic. And Kathleen, we would love to hear from you. What does this look like in your family? You have three boys, and I know that you are very passionate about this topic of raising real men. And tell us a little bit about what does it look like in your family, practically speaking? What are some of the processes you've put into place or some of the things that you guys have done towards raising your boys to be real men? Sure. So, yes, I agree. It's one thing, like we said last week, it's one thing to 
talk about these ideals and even identify them, but it can be a little bit pie in the sky. And, you know, I'm all about getting practical, like what are some good things to do? What are some good things to say? You know, talk tracks. And so these are a couple of things that have worked really well for our family. And I also wanted to kind of insert a disclaimer that um, there is no formula, you know, in parenting, there is no like book with the perfect seven steps to raising real men. It all comes back to above, you know, above all that we are getting our direction from the Lord and from the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And so you might even try to do every single thing that I'm going to talk about today, and maybe it won't work as well for your family. So I just kind of wanted to throw that in there that we need wisdom. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of this isn't spelled out in the Bible is because God wants us to be dependent on him for our direction and for wisdom from him. So having said that, I myself have been so encouraged and so impacted from the books that I've read and other older moms that I have learned from. And in that spirit, I will share some practical things that have worked for our family. And the first one is, I would say, step one, in my opinion, is to tell them they're going to be a man one day. I don't know if that sounds surprising to you or obvious. It's kind of one of those things to me that feels really powerful, but super simple. Like, well, of course, but how many of that of us actually do that? It felt kind of revolutionary to me when my husband and I started specifically, you know, considering that, like, just tell them that they're going to be a man one day. We start that around the age of six. And we use that as we are talking with them, as we are correcting or training or giving them new responsibility. Um, not always, it doesn't always have to be in a negative connotation, like with discipline or correction, but even in positive situations where we're commending them or encouraging them, or like I said, giving them new or increased responsibilities, but just telling them, you are going to be a man one day. I think that is really great. And I, I'm just thinking with my boys, I feel like that would give them a sense of purpose right. almost like in what they're doing. Like you, you have to take the trash out. Well, why? Why do you have to take the trash out? Well, because you're part of our family. Like we often teach them, well, you're part of our family and you have responsibilities to do and you're contributing. But like giving them a, a vision for the future, I think is so helpful as well. Like you're going to be a man someday and you will have your own family maybe. And if not, you're still going to have to take the trash out when you're <laughs> when you're a 25-year-old <laughs> single man living in the apartment. <laughs> We, we call it man training and we will say like, this is a part of your man training Yeah, because you are, pr you're practicing now for becoming a man. I think that's, I think that's awesome that giving them that vision for the future of what their life is going to be someday and they need to be preparing now. So what else, what other, what other things do you have um, that help your boys become real men? So the second thing, like first you tell them, right, that sets the stage. And then secondly, just expecting them to begin acting like a man. Granted, at the age of six, they are not going to be behaving the same way as a mature man. But you, like you understand, I think when I look around today, I see so many parents who haven't gotten the message, <laughs> they haven't gotten the memo 
that it is okay and even beneficial to expect your child expect maturity from your children. Your children are never going to learn maturity until you tell them that they are growing into maturity and you expect them to behave with maturity, you know, and you communicate that to them. So that means things like zero tolerance for fit throwing or childish behavior, especially as they grow. You know, there's grace the younger that they are. And obviously this is a learning curve for them and no kid is ever perfect. And again, I have one child in particular who struggles with that more than others. He's my more extroverted and more emotional child. And he's the one that I've had to really work with. I should say we, my husband also, but we've had to really work with him as far as the fit throwing, acting out of extreme emotion. Um, He's the one we have to repeatedly pull aside and use some of these talk tracks with him and just remind him that he's going to be a a man one day. Um, And some of the talk tracks that kind of go with this are um, that behavior is unbecoming of a man. That's something that my husband will often say to them. Like you are practicing right now to be a man and the way you're acting right now is unbecoming of a mature man. Um, Something that I like to ask them a lot, especially that child that I mentioned that, that has a propensity towards like being very emotional. I will ask him, is this the kind of man you want to be when you grow up? And then I will follow that with, you know, it's not the kind of man that I want you to be. It's not the kind of man that we are raising you to be. You know, we expect better from you and you know it. I love that. I think that that's so great too. Like we said before about giving them a vision, but just thinking the best of them and having those expectations. I feel like our kids often will live up to the expectations that we have. Yes. And yes, I know I often fall into the trap of expecting that my one son in particular is not going to behave and that he's going to have a bad attitude. And I, rather than seeing what he could be, I often am critical of who he is or what he is doing now. So rather than, you know, in a in a moment of discipline, giving him a vision of like, this is not who God created you to be. This is not the kind of man that you want to become, is it? Like is this is this what you want to be as a as a man? Like I I love turning that giving them that vision of growth and the vision of character, developing their own character, as opposed to just focusing on that behavior. Right. In the moment. And another thing, it's just occurring to me now, and it's something that has been enormously helpful to me as a mom, you know, boy mom or otherwise, is communicating to your kids, especially in those moments, that I cannot do this for them. And communicating to them that they have a will and that it's time <laughs> it's time to be strong inside and do the right thing. And that as they grow older, they're going to have many opportunities where they're faced with that decision. And sure, I can compel them to behave a certain way, like right now when they are young. But I will tell them, like, I, I'm not always going to be with you. And like, you have to decide what kind of person you are going to become. And it can't be because, just because I say so. It needs to be because you are learning to do the right thing 
and you need to develop that inner strength. You're practicing. I, I say that word a lot. Like this is an opportunity for you to practice being strong. It is natural for you to feel this way and it would be natural for you to act this way. But here's an opportunity for you to, you know, gird up your strength and choose to do the right thing. And as you practice this, you know, you will get better at it. But it's not something that I can do for you. You have to choose what kind of person you want to grow up to become. That's that's really good. I know you said you have a couple other thoughts on characteristics of a real man. Like you, you tell your kids you're going to be a man someday. The second thing was expecting them to act like a man to live up to those expectations. Right. What was the, the third thing? So the third thing is to give them responsibilities. We obviously are on a farm, which easily lends itself to many responsibilities. But I know, Laurie, when you and I were chatting earlier before the interview, you asked, well, what about those of us who don't live on a farm? And so I just wanted to say there are so many real responsibilities that can be given to boys, you know, whether or not you are on a farm. Things like, I mean, starting with personal responsibilities, like being responsible for making their bed and emptying their trash and keeping their room tidy and, you know, helping to clean the bathroom that they use and those sorts of things, as well as like kitchen and dining responsibilities. You know, I mean, all these aren't surprises. All moms know about these chores, but handing over that responsibility to them and telling them like, this is your job training them. You know, when they're little, they're not going to start off doing those tasks. They're not going to make their bed perfectly right away. But, you know, little by little, just adding more responsibilities, realistic responsibilities, depending on their age, um, but giving them real responsibilities. And then as they get older, they can actually help. Like, I don't care if they're boys or girls. I have only boys. I expect my boys to help in the kitchen and I train them you know, in cooking skills. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I have been surprised at what my children are capable of when I give them responsibilities. I know for many moms, it's hard to kind of let go of some of those chores, you know, like the kitchen might not get as clean as it would have if you had done it yourself or your kids want to help with cooking and you're just like, please just let me do this and we'll get done so much faster. <laughs> but just letting go of some of those those responsibilities and some of that control, I think is so important for moms of boys and girls, like you said, um, any, any children really. But giving them, yeah, giving them those responsibilities. And like I was, we um, recently, I feel like my kids are finally all old enough to actually participate in doing chores around the house. Um, so like my four-year-old, I've been teaching my four-year-old to do loads of laundry and he can do it. Like he knows how to turn, you know, he knows how to put the soap in. He dumps all, and I just have them do like the kids clothes. Um, it doesn't, nothing gets sorted <laughs> at all. <laughs> it all just whites and colors and darks and, you know, whatever. It all goes into one big load, blankets and all sorts of stuff. Um, my my six-year-old was doing laundry the other day and he was actually like inside the washer with his feet stomping down all of the laundry into the into the washer to try to fit it all in. And I was like, hey, you know what, buddy? That's great. <laughs> I'm glad that you're <laughs> working hard at this. But um, that's awesome. And just, I think, giving them 
letting them know that that the rest of the family is depending on them i think is important right with those with those responsibilities like my one of the jobs is to unload the dishwasher and i need that to be done in the morning before they leave for school otherwise i can't load the dirty dishes the rest of the day and it kind of slows up everything else right so i think that it's um like you know when my kids whine like oh i don't want to do it i'm like hey i need you to do this because i can't do my job until you have done your job and that just puts in them like the sense of responsibility like oh okay mom is depending on me for this and i've got to get it done and they i'm always amazed at how they they step up to the plate and 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 get things done that way right absolutely i was going to share just a couple specifics cuz sometimes i don't know depending on the ages of your kids it can be hard to figure out well like what is appropriate for this stage. But like you said, you're teaching your four-year-old. Absolutely. And, you know, they can start even earlier than that by helping with things and, um, you know, by putting silverware away from the dishwasher, by setting the table, by making their bed, even though, you know, it'll probably look pretty lousy for, you know, when they're two and three, but it just trains them in that habit. But then as they get older, for example, my 14-year-old makes breakfast every morning. That's amazing. That is his, that's his responsibility. We have, you know, 8.30 a.m. is when we eat. And he, this has been a training process over the past, you know, two or three years. And we're starting with things like scrambled eggs and progressing to more advanced recipes. And now he has an entire repertoire. But so he's expected to have breakfast ready by 8.30 every morning. And we all come and sit down for breakfast. And my older two boys handle all of our yard work. The 10-year-old has been riding our big zero-turn lawnmower since he was nine. Um, last summer, he, his name is Creed, he's 10. He did all of the mowing. And my 14-year-old did all of the weed eating, weed whacking. Um, and we're on a farm, so that's a lot. But we just broke it down into, they do a little bit every day. So it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's not like one day of like hours and hours of yard work. Um, anyway, those are just some examples. You know, my six-year-old, he empties the trash, every trash can in the house every morning. He, of course, makes his bed and keeps his room tidy and he sets the table and clears the table. The 10-year-old unloads the dishwasher and he does, he loads the dishwasher. The 14-year-old um, does the hand washing, anything that doesn't go in the dishwasher and like wipes all the counters and kind of does the final sweep of the kitchen. Um, and they do that after every meal. Again, we homeschool and we're home together all day, but, um, yeah. And you're right. I mean, those are real responsibilities. Like we depend on them for those responsibilities and they know it. And it really, I, I just feel so strongly about giving kids a sense of purpose by giving them actual responsibilities. And at the same time, I mean, these are skills that they will need as adults. So not only are they contributing and genuinely helping our family, our household run. They are learning the skills that they're going to need later as adults, and they are working to develop habits, which is so important. Okay, Kathleen, do you mind sharing your last thought? I think you said you had four thoughts on raising real men. Go ahead and share share that last thought with us. Sure. The last thing is just to mention that we incorporate intentional milestones as the boys grow. Um, and those happen at ages 6, 10, 12, 
and we're not there yet, but then 16, 18, 21, and then when they get married. So the ones that we have already implemented are at age six, each boy goes on a one-on-one camping, and I should say camping-ish <laughs> uh, trip with dad. So our first son did go on a, actually the first two sons did go on a one-on-one overnight camping trip with Greg, my husband. So that happens at age six. And that's when Greg introduces the topic of like, this is the first of your like man. This is where your man training starts. And that's where he starts that whole process of telling them you are going to be a man one day. And then at age 10, it's just kind of out to dinner, nothing really fancy, but they have the, the sex talk basically introduces that concept. Um, Nothing too deep into that topic, just kind of laying the groundwork for that. And then at age 12, they go to a fancy dinner. And that's when he tells them, like, now you're a man. Um, And then what we look forward to is at age 16, something probably around the, like, whole driving thing, because that's when they'll start driving. um, And then so on and so forth when they're 18, 21. And then when they get married. So those are intentional milestones that particularly my husband, Greg, has incorporated with the boys. And then I wanted to say just kind of under all of this, again, is obviously starting with the foundation of biblical truth, that that is a huge part, obviously, of raising godly men. And again, just to be practical, some of the things that we have implemented there are memorizing scripture together as a family. We um, tried a number of ways to do that and finally landed on a system that works really well for us. And I'm just remembering now, Laurie, that I can I can give you that link um, if anyone is interested. Yeah, that would be great. If you feel like if you feel like you haven't landed on a great, like doable, practical scripture memory system for your family, you might want to check this out because it's been successful for us. Yeah, that would be great. I will include a link to that in the show notes for sure. And then, of course, daily Bible reading. And I wanted to recommend there. It, we have tried a number of child's story Bibles, children's story Bibles. And there is one in particular that, Lee, that we highly recommend. Love it. And what is what is that story Bible? Um, it is called the Child's Story Bible. It's by Catherine Voss. Okay. I will uh, look that up and I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and I just wanted to go back for just a second to just your intentional milestones. I love that idea so much. And I've my oldest just turned 10. And all of a sudden, I just kind of felt like, oh, my goodness, he's going to be a teenager soon. And what are we doing? Like, how are we? <laughs> it was like this mid mid parenting crisis almost where I was just like, we need to be more intentional. Like we need to have a plan. Our kids are going to be teenagers soon and they're going to be leaving the house in eight years. And, you know, and not that we haven't been intentional and not that we haven't been good parents up to this point. I think I just had this sudden like moment where I was like, oh my gosh, we need, we need to, we need to get this, we need to get this together and we need to be intentional and we need to have some, some milestones and we need to have some like initiation process and like a bar mitzvah and like (laughs) all of this. (laughs) Not really. We're not having a bar mitzvah. Um, but that same concept, I do feel like that's one thing that's lacking in the Christian culture is some of those like rites of, a rite rites of, passage. of passage. Yeah. Um, where other cultures, 
do it very well. And I think that that's definitely one thing that's lacking. So that's definitely something that I want to look into and be more intentional about with my boys. Um, and I don't know what that's going to look like yet. <laughs> our oldest is 10. So I was like, okay, well, 10 is a good place to start. That'll be the first, mm-hmm. that'll be our first milestone. Um, but it'll something along the lines of, um, you know, going out on a camping trip with dad or just, you know, something that where they have to plan, they have to put some planning into it. My second son, we we told him about um, that we want to do this at some point, and he's just so excited because he loves being outside and he loves nature and he loves outdoors and he just devours these books about like how to survive in the wild and he's ready to like skin a deer and he's ready to go fishing and like catch their own fish and awesome he just loves it and <laughs> my husband is fine with that but my son said. So when we go on our camping trip, you know, we're not going to take any food along. We'll just we'll just catch our food out in the woods. And my my husband's like, well, maybe could we take a little bit of food along <laughs> just in case, just for a backup. Just in case. He's like, well, no. Oh, that's great. And he's like, but I learned how to skin a deer in my book here. <laughs> so, so we're all set. <laughs> nice. So I love that confidence. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I would love to hear your thoughts on um on just the roles of the mom and the dad in helping sons to become real men. Like you mentioned with these, these milestones that it's often your husband who is taking the initiative and taking the lead in some of these intentional milestones, which I think is awesome. And I love that. But I know that there are most likely moms listening who maybe are single moms or maybe their husbands are not as involved with their children as they would like them to be. I'm just curious, like, how can we as moms take a role in raising our boys to be godly men and not not just depending on our husbands to to do that work? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I can speak only from my own experience, but I do have some some thoughts and encouragement. You know, if you do have a husband who is supportive and willing and, you know, wants to be very much a part of this of course sitting down and talking together and identifying what are what is important to you and for your family and what are your specific goals and and then supporting your husband you know for me my husband takes them on those special milestone events and he has lots of conversations with them along the lines of you know one day you're going to be a man and I expect you to behave like a man, but then because he's introduced all of those things to them, then I can come behind him because I'm really the one in the trenches doing a lot of the day-to-day training and correcting and structuring of our day. Um, I can come behind that and, you know, be a co-laborer with him and and support all of those um, what what he's started in ways that I've already described, like some of the talk tracks that we use with them. And even in just, you know, I also expect them to behave like men. And, and I also will tell them, you know, you're going to be a man one day. So those are things that we can do as moms um, together with our husbands. But for those moms who maybe are single moms, or maybe not a single mom, but your husband for whatever reason isn't as interested, or maybe he's not even a believer, or maybe, you know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't feel like a big priority to him, as much of a priority to him as it is to you. 
Um, I just, as I thought through this, wrote down a couple of encouragements for you. And number one is just to remember that this, whatever situation your child is in, in your family, just remember that this is God's story for your child. Your child is living out God's story for him, since we're talking about boys. And I always think about um, Aslan, you know, in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, how he would tell the kids, like, I'm telling you your story. So I would just encourage you not to compare your family to, you know, maybe you look around and you feel like somebody else is a spiritual giant or that family is just, you know, really spiritual. They're really raising godly men. And I'm over here feeling like I'm not. I That's just my encouragement is remember that, you know, this is your story and this is your child's story and God can work in any situation. You do not have to have a superstar real man of a husband in order to raise godly young men. There are so many men in history and in the Bible who did not have present or involved fathers and God can still reach into that story and he can still use you as a godly mom to raise up godly young men. So I just wanted to start there. You know, just remind you that God is not surprised by this situation. He knows and he loves your child and he loves you and he sees what you're trying to do. And um you know, let him encourage you in that. And then secondly, um, I mean, obvious, this is another like obvious one, but just encouragement to pray, you know, pray every day for your boys that they will grow up to be godly men. I know for me, when I am actually praying that, it helps me like stay aligned with that. Um, so pray that your kids will grow up to be godly. Pray again, especially if you feel like they're, you know, like your husband isn't as involved or maybe he's not even there. Um, pray for God to bring godly male friends and adults into your son's life to invest in him or in them. And also, if you do have a husband, you know, pray for your husband to have the desire to teach and model a godly lifestyle, to model what it looks like to be a real man. And also pray for creativity, like pray for God to help you think outside the box, pray for him to, you know, give you ideas or point you to resources. Because like, again, this is God's story for you and for your child. And he wants your kids to grow up to be godly men, godly young men. And he will equip you if you ask him, even though it may not look like, you know, some of the things that we've talked about today, or it may not look like some of the other families around you. Again, firstly, like remembering that this is God's story for you and for your child. Secondly, praying in all of those ways that I just mentioned. And then thirdly, just a little encouragement from someone who's been there and done that, that um, if you do have a husband in the picture who maybe isn't like the superstar spiritual leader that you were hoping for, just encouragement, do not nag, do not berate, um, you know, do not belittle. Instead, I encourage you to, like I said, pray for them. And I also encourage you to ask questions. Asking questions is such a um, non-inflammatory way <laughs> to 
communicate, you know, and, and see if you can even discuss the topics about like what is most important for our sons to know and understand as they grow or how can we impart, you know, what are the values we want to pass along and how can we impart these values to them and let your husbands be the one to have some ideas uh, because nobody wants to be bossed around by like, we need to be doing this. We, you're not doing this. That is not, nobody's going to respond well. <laughs> sure. And then just a couple more like really practical things that you can do just like in the life of your family to keep your boys growing into real men is to read living books as a family and with your boys, um, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, like biographies, real men from literature, from history, from even like modern events and make a habit of observing and discussing with them, you know, so-and-so really acted like a real man by this, you know, or so-and-so really demonstrated courage by this, or so-and-so really like stuck to his values. Like that must have been hard for him, you know, in current events, like that politician or that um, athlete or that, you know, whoever, I noticed this, like make it a habit to kind of point out observations. And then as they get a little older, start asking them, hey, you know, that guy who did this, was he acting like a real man? Or like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, read about real men with them, look for real men that you know personally that are in current events and get into that habit of like identifying qualities of real godly men and um, posing those types of questions to your boys. That is so good. I appreciate all of your wisdom and your encouragement for moms. And uh, tell us where we can find you. If, if anybody wants to connect with you a little bit more, tell us where your website or social media, things like that. Yeah. So I have a blog. It's rootsandboots.com. Would love for you to stop by over there. And I'm also very active on Instagram. My Main topics typically center more around the themes of real food and a natural home and our homesteading lifestyle. But particularly on Instagram, I do like to share many snippets from our day-to-day life with the boys and um, topics of parenting and things like that. So I would love to connect with you on Instagram. And on Instagram, I am Roots and Boots Home. Awesome. And I will have links to all of those things in the show notes. And you guys can connect with Kathleen if you want to learn more about her boys and her homestead and and all of the things that she does. So thank you so much, Kathleen, for joining us. This was super fun. And we just really loved having you back for a second time this week. Thank you, Laurie, so much. It was so fun to talk about this with you. I loved having Kathleen back on our podcast today. You can find Kathleen at her website, rootsandboots.com. You can also connect with her on Instagram at rootsandbootshome. I will have links in the show notes to several of Kathleen's blogs that she feels may be beneficial to you as boy moms. Also, if you're interested in healthy living, natural remedies, homesteading, and clean eating, Kathleen's website is a one-stop shop that you definitely need to check out. Real quick, Mama, before you go, do you know any other moms who are feeling overwhelmed by the daunting task of raising courageous boys? Would you share a link to this podcast episode with them? 
If you found value in today's episode, I would love for you to leave a review for the show in iTunes. Also, I would love to invite you to join me in our Facebook group. It is called Raising Courageous Boys, and it's a place for Christian boy moms to connect and encourage each other on this wild, wonderful, chaotic adventure of raising courageous boys. And I will have a link to the group in the show notes, or you can go to redeemingthechaos.com. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 24 of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. If you would like to read a blog version of this episode or download free resources that will help you raise courageous boys, go to redeemingthechaos.com.